and welcome back to Castle Rock Critical. It's finally here after dozens of Stephen King retrospectives. And let's be honest, a lot of them were terrible. You guys loved them though, right? Uh, Well, I'm sure the listeners found it very enjoyable to hear us, uh, you know, make fun of a lot of Stephen King material. Uh, But we are finally back in our beloved Castle Rock covering season two. Just to say spoilers for all things episode one of Castle Rock season two. And at the end of the episode, we're going to have our patented King Corner section, which goes through all the Easter eggs and book references that we could pick up on. Me and my homework. Well, guess what, guys? Today, I have a few dirty birds with me. (laughs) Oh, different meaning here in England, though. Uh, To chat about the first episode, Uh, we're at the Mellow Tiger having a drink. Got Emma. Hello. Got Lucy. Hello. And not a dirty bird is joining us is uh, Gaz. Thank you, mate. Most positive introduction I've ever, ever. had. And the list- <laughs> listeners are probably confused. Not uh, a dirty have we bird. have we become closer over the off season? Perhaps we have, Gareth. Who knows? We are becoming closer geographically very soon. But let's move on. How does it feel to be back, team? How does it feel to be back in our beloved little Castle Rock? Oh, it feels great. I mean, to be honest, Lucy and I have been doing retrospectives all summer. Um, yeah. well, and some... me I, mean, yeah. I missed like two Gareth's missed us. a lot because he's useless but yeah um, no I'm, I was really excited for this and actually um, very yeah, excited for normal. our mega night of watching and recording binge very binge. good point very good point anyone listening to this um, knows that Hulu in their infinite wisdom decided to release three episodes in one go same as last time and just like we did last time we are going to be marathoning it uh, all tonight, mm-hmm. watching an episode, then coming and doing a podcast, then watching another, then doing another podcast, and watching another, and doing the final podcast. And it is gonna be basically going to be a massive night uh, of booze um, and watching depressing, horrific scenes, if we have anything yeah. to judge by in this first episode. So I want to say, Gareth, I'm going to throw it to you first, because you're the furthest away, and I miss you. It's a nice, nice sentiment, Aww. isn't it? It's gone so soft in the office. Yeah, what, what were your thoughts? What's happening today? I don't... What were your thoughts, my friend, on, on this very first episode of season season uh, two and Annie Wilkes' journey into Castle Rock? I don't think we should talk about Castle Rock. I think we should talk more about how you miss me. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for next week. All right, well, look, I'm, I'm going to be honest. The first 25 minutes of this episode, I was, uh, I was, I was worried. Ooh. And... I was not enjoying myself, and I thought, I cannot be fucked with this. Um, Ouch. The actual opening itself felt like I was about to... Like, we were watching a really shit Stephen King movie, and we've all seen a few really shit Stephen <laughs> King movies. Some more than others, guy. Um, yep. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's the thing as well. I'd... I've I'd made a conscious decision to stop watching really shit yeah. Stephen King movies because, um, you know, I do this thing called the worst of Netflix with our other oh. Blueberry, Constant uh, John. Shameless um, plugging. Wait till the advert. Yeah, yeah, yeah we it, plug in the well, adverts, you know, Gareth. Jesus. I watch enough shit stuff without having to watch these shit Stephen King movies. And I thought, how have I been roped into this? But it got better and better as it as the episode continued to the point that the last 10 minutes or so the last 15 minutes was absolutely excellent television and I, it had me excited for the next episode yes now if you were to fictitiously rate this 
episode with some form of fruit. Like a blueberry? Perhaps a blueberry, yes. Good, Emma. Um, what what would you give it? So the blueberry system is thus. Um, zero to five blueberries. Uh, five is for absolutely outstanding what what's a what's a good example of a of a joker. five blueberry movie joker recently or, yep, which joker, we recently joker excellent and yeah we do work all the way down to zero blueberries absolutely we don't do things by halves no halves allowed here at fan critical as i say it got better and better and better and to the point that i'm giving this four blueberries out of five Ooh, um, good score good one yeah. off the bat yeah throwing it to um the ladies as i call them they like to be referred to by their individual names, Emma and Lucy. I'm going to start with Emma. Oh. You both watched it together today. We did. We did. Um, let's let's get your thoughts. Fresh, hot take on uh, episode hot one. Off the press, I sort of agree with Gans in a way that the beginning was a bit slower than I would have. I really enjoyed the beginning. So I I'm, haven't finished I'm, yet. I know, but I just want to say right now, I really enjoyed the beginning. Continue. Wait, your turn. Well, oh, sorry, sorry. I was about your to continue turn. and say. That I agree with Gareth that the beginning was a bit slower, but mm. I liked it. Oh, very See? good. See? Never let me finish. This do you? is why you should not interrupt people. <laughs> learn. Continue. Shut up, learn. Um, no, I, I did. I liked the fact that it was slow and it eased us back into it. Um, and, and it teased quite a few things, uh, but it didn't really kind of hit any hard punches. I was not expecting the ending of this episode to be uh, as dramatic and surprising yeah. as it mm. was. It went for it. Uh, and I really enjoyed the sort of character setting and the scene setting. Um, I, I thought that was done really well. It felt very comfortable very quickly being back in Castle Rock. Yeah. Um, I am a little bit torn in terms of my blueberry score, though. Oh, God. Uh, so I think I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, okay. Which is good. And I was Considerate. torn. Torn, but we don't do halves, so it's no, kind of round up. No, that's um, correct. I, I think that possibly we've moved quite quickly. And I don't know where that leaves us for the rest of the season, um, but it feels uh, it feels positive, and I'm really enjoying eking out some some very odd Stephen King and other Easter eggs uh, from this episode that we will talk about later in King Corner. King Corner, baby. Okay, Luce, hit me. Um, yes, I did watch it with Emma. She loves watching with me because I'm just always like, "What was he in?" What's his name? Yeah, you do, you do comment a lot when we watch things. Yeah, or I just say, oh, why, is, why is he doing that? Like, Just wait and you'll see. So apologies to whoever for that. Um, I did enjoy the first episode. Um, I found, I understand what you mean, Gaz, with the opening. But my prep for this was not to do any reading about Castle Rock. But Good. I did re-watch Misery. So I had that fresh in my mind. Ooh, did you listen to our podcast on Misery? Um, I haven't yet. Actually, no, I did at the time. Right, self-promotion. Yeah, so <laughs> how are you allowed? Let's go back. Um, so I had that in my mind. So when it started and it was clear it was in the modern day, it kind of threw me off a bit. But as soon as I got used to that, the fact that this is just telling the story of Annie Wilkes, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Misery. Mm. I got on board. There are a lot of aspects of it that I really liked, um, which we'll come on to. And I thought it was quite different to the opening of uh, the original series. Yeah. And I feel like it's going in, at the moment, seems like more of a drama, thriller type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so much of the supernatural, though. Yeah. We, well, we don't well, know. Well, Bit of Bruce Springsteen in there as well. Yeah. Love that. Nice so spot. I'm going to give this a four. Ooh, and I'm going to round this off, guys. Four all round. It's a four. Four from everybody. Four the fours, 44. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's actually a grand total of 16. Fought. 16 blueberries on show for this one. Um, you know what, Gareth? It's been a good bloody week, hasn't it, so far? We um, 
We covered the first ever episode of The Watchmen, HBO's Watchmen, which was excellent. Um, Outstanding. And do check out our Watchmen pod. Once again, self-promotion. It will be in the advert. <laughs> but more on that later. Uh, this was an excellent start to the second season of Castle Rock. Um, we loved covering Misery. It was... It's an amazing film. It's also hilarious just yes. to see the acting. Some of the stuff that goes on in that film is brilliant. Um, and I was so excited with Emma. Like We were talking about this in our preview podcast with the trailers and yeah. looking forward to seeing Annie Wilkes' story and you know how we already liked Lizzie Kaplan in that role just from the trailers mm-hmm. and her delivery and everything. And she really did not disappoint in she this. She really sounds in, like her yeah. and inhabits her yeah. mannerisms. Well, um, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates' interpretation, yeah. And she really stole the show. Uh, this this was totally the Annie Wilkes show at this point. Um, there's so many Easter eggs on show as well, which we'll come on to, as Emma said, in King Corner. Yep. And we had our little boy, Tim Bloody Robbins, in there, Pop yeah. Merrill. Mm. Um, and the last 10 minutes, like you said, it's an absolute roller coaster. I didn't see... I did worry sort of around the midway mark of the episode that it was meandering a little bit, like, you know like Annie Wilkes was and like uh, Joy was in, in Castle Rock, just meandering through. We were kind of under a bit of house arrest there. But the last 10 minutes was brilliant and brutal and has got me really excited because a lot of the things that we speculated about at the start of the season or before it even begun is the fact there's two warring clans in um, yeah. in the Somalians and and the Merrills. And to, you know, re- you know, spoiler warning, remove one of the Merrills, you know, so early on, such a big player, such a big player in the King universe as well, was a massive shock. So Yeah, huge. I'm going to give it a four. I think I would, you know, I would give it a five. But I think an episode like last season, like The Queen, episode seven, where we explored um, the dementia, mm-hmm. uh, was just, you know, that's the bar for me. Um, so yeah. if we get something like that, of course, I'll give out fives. But I hope this season we can get to that level again. So bloody loved it. Great start to the season. And it's great to be back. Yay. Now, before we jump into the plot, uh, I'd like to discuss a little thing uh, just quickly about the time period in which we're yes. living. Because we speculated in the... Um, we in, talked a lot about this. We did. Me and Emma came to the conclusion that it was going to be set in modern day because we saw in the trailers her using the internet and this sort of stuff. Mm. I was absolutely shocked that this is taking place literally now. Yeah. Um, but after the events of season one. And we'll come on to it in the plot, how does even reference season one in this show, yep. which I thought was amazing. Lucy, what did you think about the, the fact that Annie Wilkes' story has been brought to 2019 and it looks like, I mean, we don't know much about if the Sheldon story even happened yet, but we're getting elements of it potentially. What, what do you think about this 2019 turn? Yeah, I mean, as I said, uh, when I was giving my blueberries, I was quite, it threw me off a little bit because of what I was expecting from the show. Because having just watched Misery, like I said, I thought, I didn't really look into the, the season that much before it started. I thought that it might be based on her past, as in potentially killing babies in yeah. hospital. Um I didn't realise it would be based around Salem's Lot as well. Um, so I, it took me a little while. Having a daughter, I was kind of like, well, it, it did throw me. But yeah. I think now that I, you just have to adjust to it. And also the film of Misery, I'm not sure if it's the same in the book, Emma, but it is fairly timeless. It's not yeah. set in yeah. a certain Which era. Is, yeah, it's what we so said. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, we did say that it, it is a story that you could move to any sort of time point because it's so isolated in that yeah. little house, you know? It's not bound by the, the constraints of yeah. social development at all. Well, There's I'm still d- books. So. I'm just excited for it to be set after the events of season one because yeah, I think that opens that's up... That's a big thing. That's a massive thing. I think it opens up possibility of some character crossover here, mm. um, potentially in the season or little you know cameos. And I think it also gives us the option 
to have this idea that me and Emma were discussing pre-season, which was have this idea of the seasons, you know, all referencing each other. And then at the end, if the show ever ends, have this final season, which culminates in some of the threads yeah. all tying up together, which would be really lovely. Very American Horror Story type. Yeah, thing, exactly. Isn't it? Mm. I, I think what was interesting for me, and Lucy, you picked up on that, is that um, they clearly aren't going down the baby killing route. They've, no. they've changed her backstory mm. to something, I think... More sympathetic, I think. Yeah, more sympathetic and as dark, but very, very different. And um, I think that's really interesting. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm really keen to see where that goes. Obviously, they're tying us into to the Paul Shelton story because we hear the typewriter in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how that how that plays in, I don't know. I mean, Gaz, what did you think? You can't help but think as you're watching, like, all right, is this is this like an origin story for Misery, or is this is this is this post, or is it actually? sort of an alternative, an alternate timeline, maybe. And Castle Rock has, has done that, like a parallel universe sort the of schisma. thing. Mm. Yeah, so um, it could be that, yeah, it's somewhere else. It's in another It's in another universe that Annie Wilkes is, um, is, is the Annie Wilkes of misery. And this is, this is an alternate version. Yep, very true, Gareth. And, I like yeah. that theory. Good yeah, the, idea, yeah. Gareth. Yeah, good idea. Mm-hmm. The the alternate the alternate uh, or parallel universe theory is very good. Um, it's something that you said Stephen King loves to do, especially in his Dark Tower series. So um, let's uh, let's let's keep our eyes peeled for that one and see how it develops in the coming weeks. Before we jump into the plot, let's have a quick little advert. Hello there. Yes, it's an extremely extremely busy time for us here at the Fan Critical Podcast Network. We have launched a brand new podcast covering HBO's Watchmen. The premiere episode was on Sunday night, US time, Monday, UK time. If you are watching that show, I implore you to check out our podcast. It's a good laugh. We delve into the lore of the Watchmen, the graphic novel, and the show, which is set 30 years after the inception of the graphic novel. So please do check that out. It's called The Watchmen Watchers. I'll put a link in the show notes too, so you can click on that. Uh, And check it out if you're watching the show and, and join that show with us as well. If you enjoy our coverage of Castle Rock, it's very similar. We have a bit of fun with it, but we also analyse it in great detail. Uh, I'd like to say if you are listening to this channel for the first time, please do subscribe and review. That would be much, muchly appreciated. And we do have a Patreon account if you want to sponsor us further. You can go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. On there, there are several tiers where if you donate certain money to us per month, you get different access to rewards. The main reward we have is our caster episodes. For $5, you get those caster episodes that we produce where we recast uh, famous films with different actors and actresses, uh, usually with hilarious results. There's even a tier to commission a podcast and there is also a tier to be a guest on a podcast of your choosing. Uh, So please do check that out. That is patreon.com forward slash fancritical. But anyway, any support you can give us, whether it's a subscription, a review, or just to tell us what you think, we would be very grateful. Right, enough adverts. Let's jump into the plot of the very first episode of Castle Rock Season 2, titled Let the River Run. Okay, let's jump into the plot then, guys. We start in the woods, similar to how we started Season 1, remember? Mm -hmm. And we see a young woman, who we believe at this point to be Annie, trudging to the edge of a lake covered in blood. She's holding a box which reads, The Ravening Angel. Do you know what? 
ravening or ravening means? Ravening or ravening. Hungry or crazy, which are the same thing in my mind. I'll go hungry. Ravening is an adjective of a ferocious wild animal extremely hungry and hunting for prey. Yeah, I said that. Hungry. Nice work. Yeah, hungry. Um, so this yeah. was this was creepy. I like the start because what I love yeah. about it is it was intercut with these sections of of, of nothing, but you hid the typewriter. Mm-hmm. So the typewriter was dictating the editing here, which I love because automatically, if you know anything about Annie Wilkes, you're automatically tied into that yeah. that narrative of her and Paul Sheldon. And it sort of links it together. And obviously, she's a very young character here. Gareth, what did you think about seeing this young version of Annie Wilkes? Did you think it was Annie Wilkes? Uh, I did think it was Annie Wilkes, but because I I know that this series is about Annie Wilkes, I found the um, the little cut to black thing really annoying. Actually, that was oh, that's that was one of the things I was like this. And don't think about this, right? Think about one of these like budget Stephen King movies from the early nineties. That's the sort of technique that they would use. Like that, it just it felt cheap to me. I didn't like it. Right. And that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so got better I, after that. I mean, I quite like the opening. Um, I thought it was nice to be back in the woods again, tied into season one. Yeah, it was. I know it's not the same woods; it's just the setting. I get that, but it felt very similar. It didn't felt. It? Mm. it felt like it belonged in. The, I felt like it was back in Castle Rock. I felt like it was the same show, and you know the show is shot beautifully, and I was getting that in this opening scene. I almost felt like she was going to run through the schisma or something. It yes, did same. feel like she was in the schisma area, mm, um, didn't it? I hundred percent was thinking that. Obviously, it's not, but I was thinking it. Uh, we then have a montage of an older Annie getting ready for work as a nurse and stealing medication uh, and she and her daughter drive across the country changing license plates stealing meds from other hospitals um thoughts on this little montage and i wanted to bring in a little song here mm. you no. guys know this song Yeah, it's fucking yeah. good, isn't it? Loved it. <laughs> it's my loved least it. favourite song. What is wrong with you people? How do you like all these things that annoyed me at the time? <laughs> Are you channeling John? I know John can't be here today, but I feel like Gav's really channeling him. <laughs> so I really like the song. Yeah, I loved oh, it. I mean, God. nah, nah, just nah. nah. And that's the end just of that nah. chapter. <laughs> um, I thought I actually quite liked this little montage. I thought it was fun. And I think that because if you if if you know anything about Annie Wilkes, you're immediately going, "This is sick and twisted." Because there shouldn't be such a gloriously hilarious little montage of her running around like capering about, um, because you know where it all goes. And I liked it. I liked the juxtaposition of that, and it's almost like a contrast between what you know and the the and the kind of the darkness underneath her and this very cheery, we're going to the laughing place kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good introduction to her as a character in a couple of minutes, I think. So if you don't know Annie Wilkes, you're getting this sort of just quick snippet. It's very explanatory what's going on. They're on the run. She's still in drugs. Yep. Um, she's got a daughter. Automatically, you've learned three or four things in mm-hmm. the first couple of minutes. And before you know it, uh, car crash. She, you know, winds up, you know, on the this, this wreckage of a car. And there's a sign there that says Castle Rock. 
and you're like, okay, here we go. You know? Yeah, I mean, we're she's in. just passed a sign that says Shawshank Prison 18 miles. Exactly. And she gives it a weird look, and then all of a sudden, we're there. We're Castle Rock. That's it. And I loved it. I yeah. have to say, I loved it. I know you didn't, Gareth, but I, I really enjoyed this little montage. I like the car crash bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Finally, it's over. They're dead. Is Gareth saying that the show at this point was a car crash? Hmm, interesting yeah. analogy. No, I thought I thought it was really well done. Lucy, did you like the little montage? Yeah, I always love a montage. Ooh, um, good song. Very good song. And yeah, he kind of there was a bit of mystery. You just think, is that her daughter? Just because I was still stuck on the misery yeah. Annie Wilkes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. Well, it still might not be her daughter physically. Well, I'm pretty certain that is going to be the case. Yeah, same. But at the, that that time you're not sure and yeah nice bit of spookiness with the horrible like come and join us for our food or whatever those horrible signs come and join us for our anniversary uh, with 400 years of castle rock uh, fuck that yeah, shit yeah. I, I was getting i was getting vibes of like blair witch when i saw those little yes. um, yeah. those little witch Twigs, dolls they were they, they were freaking me out mm. um Ugh. and it was one of the little witch things that she sort of skid on and crashed on so it's like mm. deliberate Castle like Rock, creepy... the entity pulling her in and wanting her to stay. It's like those creepy little bollards they've got in like China or somewhere in huh? Asia that are like little children to stop you driving fast. What? What never are you talking them? about? Children Gazzy must bollards. know about this. What are you talking about? I've never drivel. seen children bollards. That's <laughs> Absolute drivel again. Right. No, I'm going to find it for you on Google Stick later. Stick to King Corner. Okay. <laughs> so uh, after this terrible wreckage, we get introduced to a smeral. Hey. I thought you said we, we were introduced to a smeral. I was like, what is that? A I don't smeral. remember seeing any smerals. A smeral. A smeral. <laughs> It's one of those bollards that's shaped as children. It's actually called a smeral. So, oh, good. Fans. Um, but we know Ace is a a very dickish character in the King Law. We've seen him in films such as Stand By Me, played by Kiefer Sutherland. Yep, love that. Um, and he's in other King stories as well, as is the Merrill family as a whole. Yep. So to have this season centre on him is very interesting. So we knew... Well, automatically, if you know anything about the King Law, we know that he is going to be a dickhead, basically. Yes, yeah. Um, you and know, he did it very well. He did do it. He started off all right because he was being nice to the dog. And I was like, oh, that's nice. He's being nice to the dog. And then he was just... Well, he's dick. listening to racist doctrine, which... Yeah, <laughs> bloody racist doctrine. But at least he's he's taking his dickheadness and he's profiting from it. So he's yeah. now a businessman and his business is being a dick yeah. to yeah. Somalians. He did, he yeah, did just good. get that given to him by Pop. So he's not... Yeah, it's true. But hey, he, you, you know, I think it was um, Gordy that calls him a cheap dime store hood in... Stand by me, and you know yep. he's working. Is he paying tax? I don't know. I'll leave that to the guaranteed. IRS. He's not paying tax. Yeah, but, cash know. in hand. He's a cash maybe. in hand kind of guy. He's using his powers of evil to work. Yeah, well, very true. And he leaves the Emporium Glorium. Yay! Yeah, so needful things. Needful things. Very and famous. The Sun Dog, which is um, it's on my reading list, mate. It's just um, I've had a busy couple yeah. of weeks. Well, right? don't worry. Plenty of time. You've got ten time. weeks or seven weeks until this is finished, so yeah, that's no all good. Uh, so he leaves the Emporium Glorium and heads to shake down the local Somalian community shake down. and their construction operation. Uh, and here we get introduced to Abdi. He's the leader of the Somalian construction programme. They're cool. Gareth, what were your thoughts when, and this is quite interesting because you haven't been involved in our, in our sort of preview podcasts about this season, what were your thoughts when you saw the Somalian community within Castle Rock and Jerusalem's lot? Um, yeah, well, I don't know. That was a, an interesting element because we've only ever seen this part of the of the world 
represented as like small town America, which yep. is pretty whitewashed generally. And obviously, mm-hmm. um, season one, the 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 big thing is everybody's white apart from um, Henry Diva. I've totally forgotten. Yeah, Henry Diva. Yeah, thank Good you. Point, um, yeah, so it's it's interesting to see them grappling with yeah. With mm. with multiculturalism and well, it's it's something that me and Emma have talked about, and Emma, I'll throw this to you all about the the, the idea of this other in mm. uh, in Stephen King communities. You know, it, yeah, othering is, is a big thing, and whether that's a supernatural thing or, or whether it's it's a racial thing, or it's uh, you know, and that that racial thing could be vampires and werewolves or yeah. Somalians and Americans, yeah. um, or you could react to this um, exactly as Lucy did. We watched it earlier and just shout Captain Phillips. Yeah, he is a fantastic actor, and yeah. I'll always Good remember his again. performance in in Captain Amazing. Phillips because he is brilliant, and it's once again a great cast for the show this mm, year you know mm. we, we can't fault the casting department they seem to be on a roll so but I think it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out you know given that we know and, and you can see this from the credits as well as well that this is based on a, a kind of mish mashup yeah shall we say of uh, Salem's Lot and Misery yeah um, plus some other bits and pieces yep I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they play it especially with the, with the twist that um, obviously we, we discover later on about family Mm. Mm, very much so I think it, this was one of the most interesting parts of the show for me and it felt very different to other Stephen King adaptations or work just to have something that's quite wouldn't say it's a modern phenomenon not in America because you know founded by immigrants mm. really yeah. Um, yeah. but it's just interesting to see like the antagonism coming from something that yeah multiculturalism and I'm sure a lot of you know the heartland of America wouldn't take kindly to it. Yeah. We're Londoners, you know, we're used to having... Multicultural mm, society. Yeah, having food from different cultures whenever you want. Yeah, it's but lovely, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I love it. I'm not going to I'm uh, not going to There's so much good it. food here, it's mad. Yeah, so I, I just thought that was a really interesting um, plot aspect of it, so I enjoyed that. Nah, de- definitely an interesting decision this season to go with that, and same as keeping it in 2019, keeping it contemporary, bringing up these issues as well, which, you know, I think I think it's going to be an interesting season and something that didn't feel very Stephen King, you're right. I, I, mm. It didn't feel, to me, very Stephen King. So it's like the, the showrunners are putting their own little touch onto the, the original source material, which mm. I really liked. Mm. Uh, we see that Annie and Joy are unharmed, but waylaid in Castle Rock until their car gets fixed. So Annie, in need of her meds, enrolls at the Jerusalem's Lot Hospital, called the Deauville Hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, she needs a key code to get the meds, as everyone in Castle Rock is apparently a drug addict. Mm. You're looking for your oxycontin. It was a little bit easy for her to get a job, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. Um, yeah, but there is right, a massive well, shortage of nurses. There's something like an 8.2 million, like... Yeah, and on needs bank, for medical I think they stuff. call them. You just have workers coming yeah. in for a couple of days, like... It's. I think it's fairly common. Okay. I mean, the fact that she has falsified documents is a bit more concerning. But what what did you find so dis- concerning, Gareth? Just that it was just a little quick interview, and she gave a birth certificate, and that was it. Yeah, like no no background check, no yeah. working with children check, no. Yeah, that's like, true. Are you a drug Where's addict? Where's the CRB? Where's your CRB check? Uh, no, you are <laughs> well, right. Um, I also. At this point, I was like, yeah, we're clearly in like 2019 or whatever. But I, at the same time, I was like, this feels like a very 70s job introduction where there was, you know, <laughs> yeah. it felt like there wasn't any of this yeah. stuff going on. Just a handshake. But also, it is Jerusalem's lot. So who knows yeah. how stringent they are They need days. the help. But I mean, I just saw, she was like, oh, here's my birth certificate. It's a copy. What? So there's not even a photo <laughs> of you. We don't even have a photo of you. 
That's eh, mental. She looks trustworthy. Oh, I'm with Gareth on this one. The job was a bit too easy. And then um, he's like, he's like, what's this? What's this drawing at the top? Shall I ask drawing of me? That's my <laughs> picture. <laughs> Just a stick one with two bits of hair. I'm probably going to say something else there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In fairness, though, if we spent the whole episode, episode one of her just trying to desperately get a job, it'd be pretty fucking shit. Yeah, it? I agree with that. I mean, I'm, I'm glad she was just able to have a job there. I, I don't need any boring plot I points. demand to see the bureaucracy in action. <laughs> That's why Gareth's so upset. Demand to see your working people. How much research did you do? Um, don't so, regret it. Yeah, well, Joy is under house arrest by Annie uh, because uh, she doesn't like the town. And and we get our first reference to season one here because she's heard about massacres and kids disappearing. Yep. So, uh, I believe what I think she's referring to here, and feel free to step in. Um, the massacre would probably be the the, the season uh, one episode ten at the um, the police office. The police office where all the criminals also, were locked up. What was up. that one I liked? Zab- I'm the Gordy household. I want to call him Zabaleta, but that's not his name. The um... Zabaleta. <laughs> the police the officer, that, the, the prison fallback. guard that went and killed all the prison. Oh, hundred percent. There's lots of massacres. Our boy. Yeah, our boy. What was his name? Our boy. Doesn't matter our what boy. his name was. Zab- Zab- Zabalevsky. It's Zabalevsky. Yeah, but our Zabalevsky. boy. We call him our boy, not Zabaleta. But yeah. <laughs> Um, for any Manchester City fans out there, you'll know who he is. Uh, boo. But, uh, boo, boo Ernst. Uh, but what I will say is, massacre, I was going with the police thing at the end of the season, but you are right, there are massacres. Uh, mm. And the kid disappearing is obviously Henry. Yeah. Well, has um, to be. she's in that um, universe then. If you, well, that's, that's what I was thinking. If the you black wait universe. until King yeah. Corner, that also refers to something else. Ooh. Can't wait. Won't wait. Thanks, no, you Luce. you will rage, you will you will I've wait because you're here all night with us. We're lock it's a lock in. Trap. It's a lock in. Um send help. Gareth, you're locked in as well. You can't go to school this morning. <laughs> Tell them, call them up. Sweet. Call them up. I've had enough it. of it. Uh I thought it'd also be interesting to say that um the news on the television mentions the reopening of Shawshank, uh, which I thought was a maze a massive sort of thing because mm. uh we talked about this in the preview podcast. What were they going to do with Shawshank this season? Uh, because it was closed at the end of season yeah, one keep for that it closed. for that terrible thing of keeping the kid slash the demon child. I think they're uh, going locked to, um, up. Think they're going to reopen it then. They are reopening, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good. That's what we're going to do with it. So do you think um, we're going to see it then? Or I think it's a big mistake. Me too. To what? reopen Shawshank, and not for the show. I just mean in general, the people oh, right. are idiots. Yes. Well, like, they not learnt their lesson from it's this. It's a cash cow. Yes, yeah, true. <sighs> Good for the town. But now we've got the Somalians, do we really need the prison? Yeah, we've got Discuss. two Somali malls. Do we need a prison? No. <laughs> well, work, if you're an Ace Mills gang, he'll be throwing the Somalians into the prison. Mm, so, throwing them somewhere else, I think. Well, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, anyway. Um, we finally get to see Pop Merrill, played by our boy, Tim Robbins. Woo! Got a bit of a Boston accent going on. Yeah. Did anyone, And uh, uh, you know, we have our friends over at Castle Rock Historical Society. Remind me of Acadia's accent. Yeah. Bit gruffer, but yeah. I think yeah. it was yeah. a bit of a rubbish, I think it was a bit of a rubbish Bostonian accent. You're very negative today, Gareth, Gaz. what side no. of the bed have you woken up on? Because if it's all, are you going to say anything positive today? Listen, I've woken up on the side of the bed that gets me out of bed at 4.30 in the morning so <laughs> let's not be too critical of my nice lion for you then yeah nice critic. lion mate come on but no I, right Tim Robbins amazing and it was this this was actually the point where for me the episode started picking up because I was like oh brilliant Tim Rob- Tim Robbins is in it I had done no, no no preparation before watching so I had no idea that he was in it so that was it was an amazing surprise um, and the first thing that I thought was, 
Blimey, his accent is... He's put... That's, he's trying very hard for that accent. And I don't think I'm alone in thinking it either. You are in this podcast. I mean... Gar- we all like Tim Robbins there in this is, podcast. Yeah. We, we I ga- love Tim Robbins. Yeah. I do. It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like it, does it? it sounds like you're like hating on him. He's from. He's clearly from. He's a tall drink like the of West water. Coast, so whatever we call him, he doesn't know how to do his accent. And then I was, I was trying to remember whether Andy Dufresne, like whether he was from Boston, and then I was like, maybe he's doing like an alternate version of Andy Dufresne, but he's not. Well, anyway, he seems like a good guy, does our pop? Um, even though we know he's the sort of head of this little crime empire that's going on he seems like he's got a sort of good heart to him or he's trying to do some good stuff but that's because we find out that he's dying Mm. potentially of cancer sad very sad um and you know maybe he'll he'll get brought back to life by the green mile man oh for god's sakes (laughs) (laughs) what is this show sure why not (laughs) we're Um, not even drinking either (laughs) no uh, we found out that that he actually adopted Abdi and adopt his sister, Dr. H. No, Whoa. I think there was children because he's referred to as... Um, so he refers to to Ace, to Abdi as his stepbrother. Yeah. And when he's talking to Dr. H, he's saying about how you and your brother are the best things I ever did with your mother or whatever. So okay. I, I think there is... Interesting. I think there is children. Okay. I like, well, I like that. referred to I'd someone. Prefer I prefer that. Don't, to be honest with you. Yeah. Don't agree. Um, no, I'm going to disagree again. Are you disagreeing, Gareth? No. He didn't. He didn't mention. He didn't. He didn't mention a mother. He said, um, "You know, at least I know I've all, I've I've done something right." Like that's all he says to. Yeah. I, uh, that's I what, thought. That's he what said I thought. We did something right. No, I, I think that's what I thought. I I I, I, th- uh, I think I think it's an adoption thing. Um, yeah. But it, we got two on two here, so let's see what happens as the season well, develops. I'm not sure. I just didn't ever Ooh, think adoption. I she's just... moved onto the fence. <laughs> no, I still think that they're his children. I didn't think they're adoption. They were adoption, but um, they're oh, not adoption. adoption. They are adopted. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's over. Past participants. Um, well, let's let's agree to disagree and, and see if we can work out what's going on next episode. Ooh, mm. lovely. Well, that's going to be in about twenty minutes, so let's give that a go. Uh, Annie does some internet research, um, and I thought this was interesting to note that she's listening to an audio version of a misery novel. Correct? Yes. 100%. Is that what it is? That's so good. I was literally yeah. sitting there going, she's listening to an audiobook, and I know you hate the fucking audiobooks, but I love an audiobook. I wish we were sponsored by Audible. We're not. Um, if you want to sponsor us, Aud- I would Audible, if you're listening, do sponsor yeah. us. They'd be a good bloody sponsor. Emma doesn't they? really hate you. Please sponsor us. No, no I, I love Audible. you. And Emma's like second fiddle on this podcast. So don't worry about it. Listen to what I have you to say. You did Kinkorna then. Well, oh, wait, you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a question here. I thought that the um, Go googling on. was Go joy on. i thought joy was googling annie wilkes no, while annie no, no, was no, no. listening to an annie, audio annie, annie googles herself just you know for the, oh, only for our benefit of course stop trying to show the audience what's going on uh, joy breaks the rules makes some friends and sees ace loading a gun and making petrol bombs that are later used to bomb the abdi household good old molotov cocktails mm. classic um I Gareth- hope she gets to be friends with them what, the Molotov cocktails or... No, no they're friends, gone. she mentioned. <laughs> Clearly she is friends with yeah, them. Yeah, but I hope that it doesn't, it doesn't go wrong. I know it will, but... It's going to go horribly wrong. It reminds wrong. me of in The Simpsons when Lisa makes friends with all the cool kids at the beach. Yeah, that is sad. And then <laughs> that's because she, like, wears all the cool clothes yeah. and pretends to be cool. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's like, what it reminds me Like, you know, me of. whatever. Never, when she said she doesn't know anyone and no one knows her, that's sad. It was that's a sad thing sad. to have happened to you, um, Mum. And Gareth... 
I'm going to throw this to you. When you heard the name Joy, did you think of my mother? Because obviously you grew up next door <laughs> to me. And thought of my your... mother is um, mother. called Joy, for any listeners out there. And if you're listening, hello, mum. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes her name is an antithesis of her actual, you know, spirit. <laughs> is she sometimes m- miserable? Yeah, well, oh. we'll come on to that. What do you think, Gaz? I honestly, you know, I, I know that Joy won't be listening to this. Um, but... I can honestly say there is nobody who is more ironically named. <laughs> like, you know when you get, like, really tall people called, like, Shorty or whatever, it's, like, Joy is still <laughs> still more ironic. Um, but, yes, I did I did think of your, your, your dear mother, um, and it made me miss her terribly. Oh, that's sweet, isn't it? That'll, you've brought it back around. <laughs> Finally, a bit of positivity here. Right, um, Annie still doesn't have her meds, right, guys? So basically, as this is going on, we're seeing this and we're hearing this typewriter noise throughout the episode and we're seeing a figure covered in blood. Mm, Wearing a hat. Wearing a hat. Yeah, shit hat as well. I have a couple of questions here. Obviously, we know that Paul (laughs) Sheldon is tied into the typewriter situation, Mm -hmm. correct? Now, and and we know that the timeline's been rearranged here, so this could be maybe post-Sheldon. We don't know, necessarily. Um, But this also could be her father, right, Em? Potentially? Yeah, potentially. So her first victims were her her, father, father, the neighbouring family, um, and then some random people and some hitchhiker that she shacked up with for a night. Lovely. Apparently. Um, From what I remember from Misery before she started knocking off old people and then babies. What's she doing to them? Knocking them off. Oh, God. Um, and then killing him. Um, <laughs> if John was here, he'd sake. love that. Uh, but yeah, so, so it's interesting. Um, and, and I'm interested to know whether the, the typewriter is just a nod, the typewriter noises are a nod to us or mm. and a bit of foreshadowing for the Paul Sheldon to come. Well, we did see the wheelchair as well. Yeah. Um, so both of yeah. those things. Yeah. Or whether it has already happened. I, d- I don't or know. do we think maybe it was her typing because the Raven yeah. Angel could be the name of her debut novel. Ooh. Could be, yeah. And that was the book. Yeah, that was in the box, in allegedly. Well, we know what was in the box. Yeah, I know, but, you know, she might have been storing it in there. <laughs> and that's actually the typewriter because what, she wanted to be a writer. What, what you got in your box? What you got in your box? I've got my first ever novel well, and a baby. Maybe yeah. the baby is the ravening angel because the baby's hungry. The yeah. baby is the novel. Yeah. Annie stole the key card from the Abdi household. As this is going on, we see Ace come up with those Molotov cocktails and, and bomb the Abdi household. Uh, which is a bit mad, to be honest with you. But, you know, they've got this feud. They're setting up this feud. And you're thinking, they're definitely going to have this feud all season, aren't they? It's crazy. Yeah. Definitely. None of them are going to die in this episode. Obviously not. Mental. Crazy episode one. Um, But Dr. H catches Annie as she's trying to get the meds, right, when she uses the key card um, and just gives her the meds. Yeah. It's quite nice. Um, She seems lovely, Dr. H. I like her. I like her. She's a good egg. I... All right, I I did Gaz like Doctor H as well. No, I liked her, but I did. It did annoy me that when we first meet her, she goes like, "Oh yeah, I forgot my key card at home." I'm not very good at looking after the small details. Yeah, that annoyed me as well, Gareth. I <laughs> right. think I commented on it. I'm still waiting for a positive comment from Gareth. Your Ga- Gareth's well, going to jump in at one point and go. Oh, I love this. Especially Everyone... after he got such a lovely opening as well about yeah. how much you missed him, it's how tense. nice he was. It's one of those moods, isn't he? Moaning. It's mental. Yeah. Anyway, maybe you should insult me more. I, I no, I like Doctor H. She's cool, but just don't. She doesn't need to tell us about her character traits. That's shit. Well, <laughs> very good point. 
Also, not good for a doctor. I just forget yeah, details that, like very good something point. that gives she access seems on to the ball. <laughs> she seems on the ball yeah. as well. Like for her to forget her key card, and then when she even lies to her about the key card, like, where, oh, where'd you find that? Oh, behind your desk. Oh, right. She's like, makes sense. Yeah, Ma- yeah definitely makes sense. Didn't um, check there. Did, yeah. Definitely didn't um, break into your house and was there when it was set on fire. Yeah. Uh, but what I will say is that she thinks now that because she's got this regular prescription from Dr. H, that her and Joy can finally settle, you know, as she says, here for a little while and see what settling would be like, which was quite a little interesting speech. However, she's very wrong, isn't she? Because Ace uh, comes in. And he, uh, he's like, oh. Joy goes out and is given a phone by her, Free phone. her new little friend. Free phone. Which is really nice. Yeah, lovely that. Looked like a decent one as well. Um, like, not an iPhone, but Android. you know. It looks, yeah, I think it's like well, a work phone. I'm an iPhone man, so I'd be Samsung disappointed. Samsung 5. If someone gave me a Samsung 5, I'd, I'd just be like, nah, don't yeah, want it. that's my work phone. But you know, she's, got, she's never had a phone. She seemed to intuitively know exactly how to use it, though. Yeah, she's never used a phone before. Yeah, kids these days are. Unbelievable. Mm. Uh, but Ace goes into the house as, uh, you know, uh, Annie's wearing some lovely pyjamas and making some ice cream. She's just trying to have a nice night. She's some good great news. Night in. Great yeah. That does sound like a good night in. Uh, but he says she knows who she is because he's been stalking her Wi-Fi as she searched for her own name, which we've all done every now and then, as we've said, but uh, not when you're on the FBI wanted list. How can he access that? What do you mean? He's a tech wizard. Have you not seen the guy? Ace Merrill, come on. You know he passes technical Ace classes Zuckerberg Merrill. Yeah, I, he's like, yeah, that's like my benefit of letting everyone go on the Wi-Fi. I was like, well, you can access it and crack what they're yeah, searching. Him... Some kind of bot. So this caught me off guard completely, which was, you know, you know, he's threatening her, saying, oh, I know who you are. So if you just tell your daughter to not say what she saw, then, you know, it's going to be all right. Bam, ice cream yeah. scoop down the throat, baby. What the oh my God. actual fuck? Oh my God. The minute he mentioned daughter, was it was mental. like, nah, you've stepped over the line. Yeah. Like, she, that clearly accessed something primal um, within her, a maternal instinct that you don't want to activate because, yeah. Jesus Christ, where has she got her combat training? I don't know. That was CQCs through the roof. <laughs> that's, 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 one of the, that's one of the most brutal... I've never seen anybody die because of an ice cream throat. No, ice cream, ice cream scoop down the throat. Inventive. Yeah. That it, was horrific. It is oh inventive. God. The way she was jamming it in there, I was like, Jesus, man. She was yeah. just hit, getting her palm on that, yeah. slapping it down, Proper son. Going for it. Do you know what I thought was even worse? Was when she was trying to get it out and she ended up jumping on its yeah. chest. Yeah, and that, was, it up. I, <laughs> that, that cracked no. me up. It was disgusting. I love a bit of gore and I love this. It was excellent. Uh, this is what really brought the episode to a, to a really good climax for me because, as I said, it was meandering slightly. Um, and then this happened and I was like, oh, oh hello. It escalated really killing quickly. Off, killing off Ace Merrill this episode early one. on. Mm. This well, early on. So Lucy and I were watching this and about five minutes before this happened, Len turned up and I just basically ushered him in and was like, shut up because things are happening. And then he sat on the sofa watching mine and Lucy's hmm. reactions going, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, it was quite funny It was actually. brilliant. Yeah. I just think it's a big call of that for them to 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 kill him this early. I mean, uh, well, and we'll come on to the fact maybe he might come back from the dead Emma, but I still still think that's too much for this show in some ways. It, even it even though we've job. had parallel universes and mm. shit like that, um, still think it's too much for the show. Do you know what was weird about this this scene is that obviously she has the ice cream scoop in her hand, but she looks over and sees a massive knife on the kitchen bed. Yeah, that is yeah. true. That is true. <laughs> it's instinct. Mothering instinct. She's just like, I can do this with an ice cream scoop. Less I don't need messy. to bloody that knife, <laughs> if anything. Less so, messy, yeah. 
Mm. Um, but yeah. she goes to bury the body at the Somali building site. Now, first oh, watch, before smart. I bumped into you two watching it. Uh, bumped into us by entering yeah. Emma's house. <laughs> I thought that it was a coincidence that she was doing it there. But then obviously on second watch, I was like, okay, she was actually in the Abdi household. She saw Meryl's car throw the petrol bomb and drive off. So mm. she knows they've got beef. So maybe she's just gone there. To, to really frame them, essentially. Yeah, works we, out really well. It does work out very well. And it, and it is going to start this feud. My only thing is, who is picking up the torch for the Meryl side? Because if Ace Meryl's gone, Pop Meryl loves, the you know, the Ab- Abdi and Dr. H. But will he love Abdi if he thinks yeah. that Abdi has killed Ace? True, it's a very tricky one. And is she even going to get away with it? Because what happens after she starts this is a bit of a cliffhanger. Exactly, well, very much a cliffhanger because... Uh, or oh, not a hanger. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Cliffhaller. The, Cliff gr- the ground collapses, um, she falls down, as does the corpse of Ace Meryl, and thousands of bats fly out. So no, the, the, the the bugs aren't they? I thought they were like um, no, they're, See, I they're thought bats. they were bugs originally. When they come out of the ground before, I was like bugs, but apparently not. <laughs> it's a bug planet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, are you sure they're not? They're not those oh. those May bugs that you get. Those massive. Oh, don't yeah. I fucking hate May bugs. They it's... tangle into your hair and burrow into your skull. They were bats. <laughs> they were bats, Gareth, because in Salem's Lot, it's all about vampires. So it's a little. Don't get vampire bugs. So we know that we know that this season centers around. Witches in a way, because we've also seen that in some of the trailers. We've seen promotional material of back in the day, 400 years ago in Castle Rock. But we've also know that Salem's Lot centres around vampires. It was lovely stuff. A great ending to the episode. Um, how is she going to get out of this one? That's what I want to know. How? Can't wait. Maybe this tunnel leads to the Marston House. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Ooh. That would be very interesting if that did happen. Because we know that the Marston House is a big part of this season. Uh, and that is it for the episode. Does anyone want to add anything that they think I've missed? Can remind me when we found out that it was a baby in the box, not a novel. Uh, when we saw her pull a baby out of the box. Yeah, but how we far? Actually discussed when that, did that yeah. happen in the episode? I can't remember. Towards the end, sort yeah. of. Um, you I'm know. Pretty mad that bit. Should have yeah, covered it probably. Pretty intense. Well, she's covered in blood. She pulls a baby out of the box. We have baby's joy. Baby Joy. But is Baby Joy her Baby Joy or is she another Baby Joy that she's I think she's her Baby Joy with her dad. Yeah. Maybe Paul Sheldon is her dad and Baby Joy is Paul Sheldon's it's, baby it's all joy, up in baby the air. daddy. It's all up in the air. And if any of the listeners have any theories on who the baby really is, who Joy really is, uh, because we all pretty much don't believe that she's actually the biological daughter. I do. I'd Well, okay, we all do, I do not believe. Okay, right, fine. Well, half of us are split here, so... Oh, I think she is. Oh, for It's just you, Len. So, you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. That is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And please do let us know what you're thinking. And we'll have a feedback section every single week, like we did last season. So do let us know your thoughts and any Easter eggs that we miss. Talking of Easter eggs, let's jump into King Corner. Yay! I'm innocent, Red. Just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Hi, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. Red rum! Red rum! Creepy Carrie! Creepy Carrie! You flop! Right. Hello, welcome back to King Corner. Finally, I'm in charge again. Hurrah! 
Um, so not as many Easter eggs in this episode, I think, as we will probably see moving further on, apart from the obvious ones, i.e. Annie Wilkes, possible bats or Maybugs, who knows which. Definitely um, Maybugs. And- uh, just so you know, there's been a strong debate <laughs> off microphone about the bats and Maybugs. Oh, it's not off mic. That should be included. Yeah, just keep no, it No, that's, that's, it's off <laughs> yeah, mic. That's it's off mic. It got very heated. That's... You don't want to hear that, guys. But uh, if you know if it's a Maybug <laughs> or a uh, bat, let us know. Fan Quick or Podcast or Maybug. On Twitter, yeah, we should Twitter do pop. we should do hashtag Team Gaz, which is Maybugs, and hashtag Team Len, which is Bats. Can't oh, wait to get we'll two see. replies on that, but yeah, let's yeah, crack from, on from me and uh, and you. Speaking of animals, does anybody remember uh, the pet that Annie has in the novel Misery? Pig. Yeah, that. Pig. Yeah, she is decorating her nurse's uniform with pigs. Um, that pig in Misery Little is piggy. called Misery, Misery. Called after Misery her after favorite the, yeah, character. Yeah. Rob Misery. I love pigs as well, so just love the little pig brooch. I was well into that. I love pig. Yeah, pigs, pigs are great. Good. Great animal. Um, speaking of names, so we've already mentioned uh, Joy being the opposite of Misery. And my mum. <laughs> and the opposite of Leonard's mum. Sorry. I'm sorry, Mrs. Leonard. I'm very sorry. Um, does anybody uh, remember the surname of Joy and Annie that they are using instead of Wilkes? Ingalls. Ingalls. Yeah. Uh, Gaz, do you know where I've that's ju- from? Well, I've just said it. Um, what is in which country it's from? No, well, it, it's a, it's not a Stephen King book, but it is from a I novel. I may believe that the etymology is Irish. Um, <laughs> you could be and, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Ingalls... Um, no, I don't know. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Ingalls is the surname of Laura Ingalls from Little House on the Prairie. Oh, there you go. Very wholesome. Another, another very wholesome, wholesome book. Mm. Very, very wholesome. Too um, wholesome. Annie does like wholesome books. So uh, in Misery, she talks about the Uncle Remus tales uh, quite a lot as being some of the ones that she likes. Oh, yeah. As I'm sure some of you They're will remember. Wholesome. Have you ever read Br'er Rabbit and all that? I like Br'er Rabbit. But he's always like skinning the bear and killing well, them really that badly. that is true, but it's old I, school. I used to read them and they were pretty graphic. <laughs> Br'er so. Rabbit, that used to scare me a yes, little bit. Yes, me too, and the Tar Baby and that. <laughs> tar Baby is scary. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. Tar Baby is yeah. scary. Fuck, I'm getting like flashbacks I know. now. I haven't thought about Br'er Rabbit for a long time. I know. Zippity doo doo. Zippity yay. Well, that's that's a podcast for another time, that film. Jesus Christ, never. Commission us to talk about that. No. But it's I'm, not wholesome, I just want I mean, to say. From the perspective of... I was just trying to go for a segue, guys, but you <laughs> ruined it. From the perspective baby. of someone oh, like baby. Annie Wilkes, it probably is quite wholesome. She thinks that's lovely compared to killing someone with a fucking ice cream scoop. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the laughing place that she um, is constantly mentioning uh, to Joy is a concept taken from the author of those tales. The laughing place sounds terrifying. We're going to the laughing place. Like, that is scary. I, mm. Yeah. No, it's like the sunken you. place from Get Out. Yeah, but happier. Less happy. Oh. Less ha- you, you've got. Le- you can do more in the ha- in the laughing place. I believe mm. the sunken place. You can't do nothing. No, just watch. Ugh. Some people like it that way. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> just makes me feel creeped out now. Even more so than watching it, talking about it. Um, so we open up and we talked about the car crash. Um, for how we're kind of introduced to Annie, or Annie's introduced to Castle Rock rather, which is obviously the beginning of misery, basically. Yeah, boy. Where else do we see a car crash in an adaptation that we might have watched recently? Lucy. Car crash of a crazy woman escaping from somewhere on the run. Apt pupil. Gerald's girl. <laughs> oh, yes. She wasn't crazy. That's why I didn't get it. It's she's not crazy. <laughs> no, she was well, escaping from... She was on the run. And it just reminded run. me a lot of that, that so, car crash yeah. and flip from, like from Gerald's game. game. Yeah. yeah, we did. 
and you you don't really know until the end that you don't you, you think she has gone a bit crazy actually to be honest with you until you find out that that guy was actually real and that sort of yeah, stuff that was <laughs> fucked up towards the end when we see Annie trying to dump the body uh, she goes to two places one of the places she goes is Castle Lake yeah what does that hark back to Gaz uh, <clears throat> Castle Lake that mm. well that's from last season we we heard about Castle Lake. Yep, so we opened up with Warden Lacey. And where he killed himself. Yeah. Driving into it. Indeed. And uh, it was also where we lost Henry Deaver. Yeah, where yeah. remember the frozen lake oh, and he yeah, reappears, frozen, yeah. remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To Pangbourne. Super creepy. Classic stuff. The other site where she eventually decides to bury the body, which is uh, on the, the new site of the site of the new Somali Mall. Um, I now and listeners correct me if I'm wrong but where I am currently in the book of Salem's Lot I'm pretty sure that there is a big patch of land um, that has been given to somebody um, and would be is described as being perfect to build something like a mall right. so I thought that was quite a nice little, Ooh, little easter egg yeah good um, what is the name of Pop Merrill's junk shop yeah we said it the Emporium Glorium yes earlier in the episode yeah Needful Things uh, The Sun Dog which is next on my list and Pet Cemetery, uh, all feature Emporium Glorium now you guys mentioned earlier or Len you mentioned earlier about yeah. um, Annie talking about the um, the massacres and missing children yeah yeah go on then so he talks about season one but actually one of the things that um, really ties this to one of the source materials, Salem's Lot, is that um, right at the beginning of the book, a kid goes missing. Yeah. And that then harks back to a series of missing children and people from 35, 36 years prior to that. Right. Um, so that's a real big callback to, to Salem's, Salem's yeah. Lot, which is what I thought of before I even thought of really? Henry Diva. Yeah. I hope it's... I. You know what? I hope it is season one, though. I really do. No, I agree with you. Yeah, season one because just I don't mind it if we get those little nuggets of information like that people haven't forgotten about these things that happened. You know. No, I agree, and I think it would be better if it was. I I think it's nice that it's both. You know, for someone like me who is like I'm right in the middle of it at the moment. You can read into it both ways. Yeah, really good. Um, And finally, uh, apart from things like obviously some fire and some fire starter imagery. Uh, Joy tells Annie that she starts feeling a bit cavern fevery after she's been cooped up in uh, that weird little lodge. Mm. Um, Don't get cooped up in lodges. No, because why? What might happen? Like the Overlook Hotel, what might happen to you? No, not all beer. All (laughs) beer and no play. You're thinking of The Simpsons. (laughs) I am thinking of The Simpsons always. All work and no No play play makes Jack Jack a dull boy. boy. Good old shining. Makes Homer something something. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we don't get too many... I mean, I I think that one's a bit like tenuous, but I hope we don't get too many shining references this season we've had so many last year even Jackie Torrance being related yeah, to, well, to well in the ending you know, of was, season one as well it was a bit lame I, let's, I mean I love Jackie Torrance as a character I think she was amazing but I just think they, they went for the too many Shining references and they could have just dialed it back a notch we've had the Shining let's explore some of these other links mm. like Salem's Lot like you said even season one again I like that I yeah. thought there was a bit of a comparison I don't know what you think um, Emma and Gaz and Len with, oh, thanks uh, for including us. Just because well, you will see why. <laughs> Glad to um, be there. Carrie, um, yeah. the relationship between mother and daughter, yeah. with the relationship with Annie and Joy, like she's so oppressive when she's just ranting at her and you're like, just, just shut up. Oh. Like, obviously she is mentally ill and the fact when she says, oh, no one knows me, I don't know anyone, it's that thing of the relationship between mother and daughter 
becoming something oppressive, is that going to affect joy yeah. in similar I, ways? Very interesting. Probably yeah, not, I agree. But it, I did think, oh, that's quite uh, another did, trope. And I did notice, and I mean, this is another little reference for, for, for King Corner here, but like when she was having that rant at her daughter, the way they shot it is an exact replica of the way they shot in Misery, which is to have a low down anger, mm. angle, sorry, where it looks like she is filling the frame completely and it yep. makes someone very terrifying. And I was like watching that going, wow, she's really channeling yeah. Gathy Bates here. So there's just these little filming nods as well that mm. we're getting with the references. And I loved seeing that. And I hope we get more of these rants as the season goes on. And I'm sure we will. So good, for, good on them. They yep. loved it thoroughly enjoyable um if we have missed anything dear listeners please do let us know by emailing at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com and yes. next time i will try to do better we will have um, a feedback section we will we, we certainly just, will now the season's kicked off uh yep email us or get in touch on our social media channels fan underscore critical on instagram at fan critical pod on twitter and fan critical on facebook and please do subscribe and review this show that would be very much appreciated we love a good review five bloobs only of course um of course of course apple do allow it they do allow and f- android and yeah you can write five blueberries you can do a little five star and then go actually i meant blueberries that'd be very lovely <laughs> um but it's been it's been really fun covering this uh, first episode I don't want to say we want to rush off, but we do need to go watch the second episode, then be back again. So thank you for listening. Gareth, thank you for joining us at 4.30 in the morning. Sorry you weren't uh, in a good mood. You know, I hope you cheer up. I hope the children don't ruin your day. (laughs) Um, You know, just think of all the lovely ice cream scoop murders that you've just watched. (laughs) Yay! Brilliant. You always know how to cheer me up, mate. I know. (laughs) It's knowing you all those years. I know what makes you tick. I want to thank Lucy and Emma. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, thank you, listeners. We're going to go watch now. We'll be back in literally probably, what, an hour and 20. We'll be back doing another one. So another. Uh, see you in a bit. Bye. 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 Bye.